This one drives me absolutely nuts because I have not seen more people fall into the all or nothing mentality than the people who are hell bent on. Welcome to the Mindset Diet, the show that will teach you how to stop getting in your own way and start losing weight, feeling better, and becoming the best version of yourself. My name is Iman, I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I run an online coaching business where my amazing team and I coach women through losing weight without restrictive dieting or excessive exercise. Welcome to today's episode of The Mindset Diet. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back for yet another episode. And if you're new, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy and stick around for a long time. Quick update before we get into the eight fitness myths that you still believe. Uh, We are about halfway through our 21-day challenge. I can't believe it's already halfway. That's crazy. Uh, And we're having a blast. I'm absolutely loving it. I feel like the participants this time around are very engaged, very involved. It's been great. Um, So thank you to everyone who joined that. And if you are feeling a little bit of FOMO because you missed this one, do not worry. I will definitely plan another challenge. I don't know if it'll be... Uh, another one in 2023? Probably not, but definitely at the start of next year, we will do one. You all know I record this podcast for you completely for free, and I love doing it to educate you, to inspire you, to empower you. So the only thing I ask is that if it does educate you or inspire you or empower you, that you share this episode with your friends and family and leave a five-star rating or review on this show wherever you listen to it. All right, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into eight fitness myths you still believe. So the first one is one that I have to talk about with my clients all of the time, and that's this idea that people in the gym are judging you. Believe me when I say I have a lot of empathy for you if you feel this way, because I used to feel this way, right? When I first started working out, I was uncomfortable in my own skin, and I thought that everyone was looking at me. I thought people were looking at the way my leggings fit or back fat coming out of my sports bra, and they were going to judge my form, and they were going to judge if I was sweating. And honestly, having worked in multiple gym facilities, nobody gives a fuck what you're doing. Excuse my French, but nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention to you unless you're, God forbid, about to do something where you're going to hurt yourself. Nobody's really looking at you that much because guess what? Everyone who walks into the gym is in the same position as you. You work out your body, most people do, work out their body because they're trying to better themselves, right? They're not 100,000% content with where they're at, they're trying to get better. So everyone's focused on their own workout, right? Most people have headphones on and they're blasting trap music, they can't hear you, they're not looking at you, and so you have to get this idea out of your head that people in the gym are judging you. By the way, if you're heavier set or have a lot of weight to lose, this is especially true for you. Because I don't know a single person who judges the really overweight person who's in the gym. In fact, I still to this day feel inspired by people who have a lot of weight to lose, who are in the gym doing their best to make a difference. So please, please, please do not think that people are judging you because I promise they are so worried about themselves that they are not worried about you. All right, so now that you're consistently going to the gym because you don't think people are actually judging you because they're not, know that 
ab exercises will not make you burn belly fat, okay? This is a myth people still believe. People think they can eat whatever they want or just cut their portion sizes in half and then do a bunch of crunches and planks and twists and all sorts of weird ab exercises and that they're going to burn belly fat. Unfortunately, when you burn calories, you don't burn fat from a specific place, right? So doing an arm exercise does not burn fat in your arms. You cannot spot reduce. The same way that doing ab exercises doesn't burn fat in your belly, unfortunately, okay? So what happens instead is that when you do an arm exercise or an ab exercise, you are strengthening those muscles. So you will build muscle there, which could, you know, kind of produce the illusion that you are less fat there. That definitely happens, right? We talk about like Michelle Obama arms, where she has a good deal of arm muscle. And so she looks toned there. But, you know, doing a bunch of crunches and ab work, if you, um, you know, aren't controlling your diet, if you're not working on cortisol levels and other things that affect the appearance of your belly, is not going to do much for you. So know that, you know, when you work out your legs, you're not burning fat in your legs. You're actually sending a signal from your body to build muscle in your legs, which in turn will make it look like your legs are leaner or thinner, but you're not actually burning fat from your legs. Sorry if I just crushed your hopes and dreams, but yeah, doing, you know, endless amounts of crunches and different ab exercises is not going to save you, especially if you have a lot of body fat to lose. Speaking of losing body fat, the third myth I'd like to bust on today's episode is that you have to avoid carbohydrates to lose weight. This one drives me absolutely nuts because I have not seen more people fall into the all or nothing mentality than the people who are hell bent on taking out carbohydrates, okay? I'm talking to you, low carb and keto community. Now, let me get this straight, okay? There are times when a keto or low carb diet is very appropriate. And if you use it correctly as the tool that it is, it can be very effective. The problem is that people go into these diets with the mentality that they're just gonna do this for a little while and then they're gonna go back to quote unquote normal eating. So they're like, I'm gonna go keto and I'm gonna lose 30 pounds and when I lose those 30 pounds, I'm gonna you know reintroduce carbohydrates and it turns into this sort of prolonged binge and restrict cycle. I cannot tell you the amount of people I have helped or coached that are deathly afraid to have half a cup of sweet potato with their, you know, chicken and veggies, but will sit there and go overboard on a cake or a pastry or something. It's like, you're literally, this makes no sense. You're telling me you won't eat sweet potatoes, but you're so deprived at the end of the day that you'll eat cake and cookies and stuff. It's just, it's backwards, right? So please get this idea that carbs make you fat or you can't eat them out of your head. You know, plenty of people eat tons of nature's carbs, right? Things like fruit, uh, sweet potatoes, rice, vegetables, honey. These are nature's carbs, right? They're not processed carbs. And they make great, you know, great progress and they have great success, right? Think about athletes. Athletes eat a ton of carbohydrates. I don't know very many athletes who are overweight. Of course, like football players who are supposed to be, right, for their position, certain positions have to be like pretty big. But, you know, your average like tennis player or, you know, marathon runner, these people eat tons of carbohydrates and they are not 
overweight. So what makes you think that having some strawberries is going to make you fat? That's ridiculous. Now, eating tons of processed carbohydrates, like, you know, tons of cookies, cakes, bagels, cereal, um, you know, wheat pasta, these types of things, these are not great for you. And they can lead to behaviors that can cause you to become overweight, like overeating, you know, not moving, um, you know, dealing with gut issues, stuff like that. But carbohydrates in and of themselves do not make you fat. So please get this idea out of your head. All right, jumping around just a little bit here, but we are going to go back to more fitness related stuff, more exercise related stuff, okay? Something I hear from a lot of people and that's written into a lot of fitness programs out there is that you have to exercise differently to quote unquote tone your muscles, right? So you do 12 to 20 reps to tone and if you were to lift six to eight reps, you're not toning, you're getting bulky, This is complete BS, okay? Your muscles either grow or they shrink. There's no growing them in a specific way or toning them in a specific way. When you say you want to be toned, really what you're saying without recognizing it is that you'd like to have a little bit less fat and a little bit more muscle. Well, the way you do that is you either build fat, excuse me, you don't want to be building fat. (laughs) You either build muscle first and then burn fat or you burn fat and then build muscle. I usually recommend building muscle first because it speeds up your metabolism and that makes it easier for you to lose fat. But unless you are a complete beginner and you have never lifted weights before, it is very difficult to build muscle and burn fat at the same time. So one has to come before the other and toning is really a process of building muscle and then burning fat. The thing is, you can build muscle with six to eight repetitions of a movement, and you can build muscle with 12 to 15 repetitions of a movement. In fact, I'd argue that the best way to build muscle is to combine these different rep ranges at different phases of your workout, okay? So if you're doing some like women's only hit style, you know, uh, do as many as you can in a minute type of exercise, you should probably take a break from that and do some straight sets of strength training and train in these different rep ranges. And that's how you will tone along with making sure that your diet is good and that you're actually effectively building muscle and then burning fat. Now, speaking of burning fat, the fifth myth that I want to bust today is that more exercise yields more weight loss. In other words, the more I'm able to be in the gym, the more I'm able to do cardio, the more I'm able to do hit classes or kickboxing classes, the more weight I will lose. Unfortunately, that is not true, all right? So I like to give this example to kind of really drill this in. If you were to study really, really hard for a test, right, the amount of hours you put into studying usually correlates to a better grade on the test. So let's say you were to take the exact same test twice, okay? If you studied for it the first time for two hours and then you studied for it the second time for six hours, you'd probably get better results studying more, right? And I know that's not like a perfect experiment, but just give an example. If you go to the gym seven days a week versus if you go three to four, you're not necessarily going to get better results from going seven days of the week, okay? There, there's this relationship with exercise you need to understand where you have to find the right dose of exercise for you, the right dose that's appropriate for your body. And there are a lot of different things that can affect how many days of the week you should be working out. So my work stress has been higher recently. I'm only in the gym two to three days a week, full body two to three days a week, because I know that there's stress in other areas of my life and I don't want to stress out my body too much. 
Okay, so if you're a busy mom, you're driving your kids around, you're trying to put dinner on the table for the family, you're working as well, you probably don't need to be in the gym six to seven days a week. You're putting way too much stress on your body. All right. So don't think that more exercise is more weight loss. You can actually cause yourself to stall out and plateau if you are doing too much. Speaking of doing too much, y'all really think that if you didn't sweat, you didn't get a good workout in. That is the sixth myth I want to bust here. Sweating does not necessarily indicate a good workout. Okay. I could turn the AC off in my house and, you know, jump in place for an hour and I'd probably sweat. That's not an effective workout, right? Or I could be at the gym lifting weights with appropriate intensity and maybe I'm not sweating a ton and that could have been a really good workout. So I hate this myth where it's like, well, I don't like doing strength training because, you know, I sweat more in my spin class. Okay, great. Well, your strength training class, or excuse me, your strength training on your own is building muscle. You're learning movements. You're getting stronger. Your spin class, you're basically just doing a bunch of cardio. You're not sending a signal to your body to build muscle, to tone up. You're not sending a signal to your body to build your metabolism. You're just straight up burning calories, which you would think is a good thing, but it's not always a good thing. So don't just assume that because you sweat, you had a good workout. That is not a good indicator. A good indicator is, am I getting stronger week after week? Am I noticing some muscle definition, right? Is my mood better? Is my energy better? Those are indications of a good workout. Indications, indicators, you know what I'm saying. All right, two more for you here. The next myth I have to bust is that a 1200 calorie diet is the most effective diet for weight loss. I don't know why this is still alive. I still see this on the internet. I still see this on TikTok. I don't know where people came up with 1,200 calories. That's like the amount of calories a toddler needs to eat to sustain themselves. That's a low-calorie diet for 99% of people. Now, I did train one client who is uh, shorter and pretty petite, and I think we had her in a deficit around 1,200 calories. But for most of you, that is not appropriate. Look, if you are like north of 200 pounds, and you have a lot of weight to lose, a 1200 calorie diet is not the way to go. You will rapidly lose weight on that diet and then you will rapidly stall out and you will be just, you're like, well, what do I do now? How do I eat less than 1200, right? Are you gonna eat like 900 calories a day? Are you gonna eat 800 calories a day? Is that sustainable? Like, can you look me in the eye and tell me that's sustainable? Absolutely not. So please just get this 1200 number out of your head. That is an inappropriate number for most of you. All right, and last but not least, this myth drives me nuts. It's this myth that you should eat less food than the treadmill or your Apple Watch says you burned, right? So let's say you're counting calories and you come up with this idea that in order to be in a deficit, you need to eat 1500 calories a day. But then your Apple Watch says that you burned 300 calories during your workout, so you eat an extra 300 calories because you think you have extra calories to eat since you burned them off. Here's why this is so flawed. Number one, you should not be exercising to burn calories. You should be exercising to send a signal to your body to build muscle and to speed up your metabolism, right? We've talked about that in today's episode. Number two... Are you really trusting that treadmill at the gym that's from 19, you know, 97 to tell you how many calories you burn based off of how far and how fast you walked? 
And you might say, well, no, you know, I have an aura ring or I have an Apple watch. It's still not accurate. It's consistent. So if you do two different types of workouts, it will tell you, you know, strength training for an hour burns less calories than strength training for 10 minutes. But at the same time, you should not be trying to like earn more food via your workout. That's not how this works, right? The workout, like I said, is not to burn calories. It's to send a signal to your body to build muscle or to speed up your metabolism or both, right? So make sure you're not falling victim to this and thinking like, oh, well, my watch says I burn this much and the treadmill says I burn this much and I took this many steps. So, you know, I should eat more or I should eat less on the days I don't work out. No, keep it the same. And basically just ignore what those numbers are because they're usually not very relevant. All right, ladies, there you have it. Ladies and I think maybe a few gentlemen (laughs) listen to this. Those are the eight fitness myths that I wanted to bust for you. Let me know if there are more that you have questions on. Um, I'd love to connect with you all. You guys can follow me on Instagram at builtbybalance underscore Iman. You can join our private Facebook community, which I will have linked in the description below. And yeah, I love talking to you guys. I love when new people contact me because they were podcast listeners. That's always really cool. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm wishing you wellness and I'll see you in next week's episode.